I've been working on the railroad all the live long day. I've been working on the railroad just to pass the time away. We're talking about working on the railroad. Actually, we're going to be talking about a railroad strike when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you being here with us today. Now, tomorrow is a special Thanksgiving original poem by Krista. And that was Krista that you heard singing, I'll Be Working on the Railroad. Now, that poem is entitled, A Prepper's Thanksgiving. And the premise is that everyone is at Grandma's house for Thanksgiving, but they wake up to no power and no heat. But Grandma's prepping saves the day, and it ends in a very, very special way. Let's take a, just a moment, Krista. How are you doing today? Doing great, Mark. How are you doing? Been doing pretty well. It was a little bit of a long day. We want to mention our sponsors as we get started today, and we'll start with a new sponsor, and that is Pro One Gravity Water Filters. If clean, clear drinking water is important to you, Pro One has a filter for you. Also, we want to mention Clean Start. This is an alcohol-free antiseptic and hand sanitizer. It is concentrated, and it keeps killing germs for up to two hours after application. And, of course, the base handgun training system. If you need handgun training, check out the base handgun training system. There's a discount link on our website. ProLine Digital Group. These are the folks that build websites. They built ours. They provide web hosting, and they'll build an app just for you. And, of course, Jim Curtis Knives. Jim builds affordable custom knives that are as beautiful as they are functional, and they come with a lifetime guarantee. You can find all of our sponsors on our website, practicalprepping.info. Now, this is kind of another scary episode, not intended to scare, but intended to give us the information that we can be prepared. This is not the time to get in a bunker. It's not the time to cash in what's left of your 401k and buy the ammo. It's not the time to buy five years worth of long-term storage food. You know, stuff does happen. Some of it is beyond our control. We need to stay prepared in the very best ways we can. What we're talking about is the possibility of a U.S. freight railroad workers' strike. That could affect the U.S. passenger service as Amtrak uses railroads that are owned by these freight lines. Hopefully this will not materialize. But if it does, at least we've seen it coming. We've seen the possibility, and we can take steps to be prepared for that. But we really hope this does not materialize. All right, Mark. So let me give you a little history of the situation. This has been in negotiations for quite some time. We first became aware in late August and early September. A number of cooling off periods have come and gone. The cooling off periods, this is unique to the railroad workers' unions. And this goes back into the 20s. It's been over a century since we've had an extended shutdown. 
Now, we've had shutdowns that lasted a couple of days, but in the 20s, I believe it was, they put in some measures that if they did not ratify a contract, there was a period, they call it a cooling off time, that they continue to negotiate, but they continue to work while they negotiate. So I understand that there are 12 unions that are involved. 11 of these unions have now ratified a proposed contract. Another vote will be coming on December the 5th. If they don't approve, a strike could come as soon as December the 9th. But what happens here is that if one union strikes, the other unions will honor it. Congress could step in. The issues are workers' sick time and overscheduling of workers. The current administration is very pro-union. We've known that. But this puts the administration in a really tough spot. Are they going to support the unions who supported the administration? Or are they going to protect the economy and thousands upon thousands of other jobs? We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what effects a strike could have. Are you tired of the taste of the water coming from your faucet? Do you ever wonder what is causing that taste? Did you know that treated water on municipal systems often has residue of chlorine effect? There's also bacteria. There are heavy metals. There's a vast number of different things that can add some form of taste to the water. And in some municipalities, you can actually see a color in a clear glass. Oh, it passes the quote-unquote safety test, but there's still something in there. Would you like to have crystal clear, clean, great-tasting water? Pro One Gravity Water Filters will give you just that. We have the Pro One Big Plus, and we use it daily. It makes our water taste better, and it even makes the coffee and the tea taste better. Pro One is also our backup water plan, just in case stuff hits the fan and the city's water system becomes contaminated or shuts down. If it really hits the fan and there's no water, we can source water from a nearby creek or the river, and we can run it through our Pro One filter, and we'll have clean water. Pro One filters come in several sizes to meet the needs of your family. They are affordable, and through December 31st of this year, the Pro One Gravity water filters are 25% off, and there's free shipping on all orders over $69.95. Pro One Gravity water filters. The link is on our website, practicalprepping.info. We're glad to have you back. Now, the effects of this strike would likely affect almost every industry. It would affect manufacturing it would affect the agricultural industry. You know, a large percentage of grains are moved by rail. You know, that's important to farmers with livestock Mm -hmm. and food processing plants and, you know, every aspect of that type of food chain, high or low, much of that is moved by rail. I saw a statistic that about 40% of all of the freight in America is moved by rail. Yeah, and I read a statistic, and it told how many thousands of tons of grain are required each day for feeding livestock. So we're talking about a food supply chain for both human and animal. 
then this would be affecting it at every point. And that would terminate at the grocery store. Well, you also mentioned about manufacturing and merchandising. A lot of the items and products that fill the store shelves travels by rail at some point. You know, there's container ships, and then there's container trains, and that leads out to container trucks. Yeah, we've seen those pictures of those huge ships with those container Those uh, big barges. Well, yes, it's just a huge barge, and it has all of those tractor trailers that are stacked on it. Mm -hmm. Then when they get into port, those are moved over many times to railroad. I've seen that recently. We were actually waiting one time not too long ago. I forgot how many train cars went by, but they were double stacked, like Mm -hmm. two-story, car after car after car after car. And we were only trying to imagine, you know, what was in there. But in the research for today's podcast, I found out that Many of the heavier freight food items, like large cans, canned goods, the things that carry a little bit more weight, Mm -hmm. are easier carried by rail car and truck. On the ship, they're packed into the container, or they're packed into the container and then put on the ship, and then they don't have to handle the merchandise the second time. They take it off the ship, and they put it on a train, and then when it goes to where it's going, they take it off the train and hook it to a truck. Then they move it out to where it needs to go, so... This affects a lot of industries, and come to think of it, how much it will affect the trucking industry. Oh, absolutely, because what you're doing is you're breaking the links of a big, long chain that depends one on each other. Mm -hmm. Each link is vitally important, so you break the middle portion of that link, and easily 40% of the freight, that's a large number. That is, and I heard today that they were talking about, well, we could replace it with trucks. We could move this with trucks. But the number that I read was 470,000 trucks that it would take, in addition to what we have, to be able to move this amount of freight. You know, and the trucking industry is already behind the eight ball. Exactly. And where are you going to find 470,000 more trucks and drivers when they were 600,000 fewer last year Mm -hmm. so yeah we're talking about some major breaks you know the effect in dollars is going to depend on the length of the strike and we're presuming that if the strike happens we're certainly hoping that it doesn't happen but the railroad estimate the railroad company's estimate is that it's going to cost as much as Two billion, that's billion with a B, two billion dollars. Are you ready for this? Per day, every day, the railroad is on strike. Two bill per day. That's in damage to the economy. That is an incredibly mind numbing number. Now, the last time that they actually struck, it went on for a couple of days. So let's just look at the length of time that this thing could be involving and what could happen. Now, if it were just a few hours or maybe a day, the average person wouldn't notice this a whole lot. Probably wouldn't be as large a disruption. No, it'd be a little hiccup. A little hiccup. The second day, even if this thing goes a couple of days, we're looking at higher gasoline and food prices. See, approximately 25% of gasoline 
and 33% of ethanol is transported by rail. So we're already dealing with higher inflation. Mm -hmm. We're already dealing with higher gas prices. I know they've been roller coastering, but they haven't really come down to where they had been. So this lower supply of petroleum and products is going to see a higher demand. And we know what happens if you went to economics class. All right, and if this thing goes on six to seven days, now we're talking less than a week here. Okay. We begin seeing job losses. We begin seeing layoffs in multiple industries. You're not talking just the railroad industry here. No, no. You're talking about the, the di- uh, direct effect out from the railroad industry. Take, for example, the look at the supply chain issues that you would have. Let's just take the automotive industry for a moment. Okay. How long can the automotive industry keep manufacturing automobiles when they're backing up and they have no more space to store them? Because a lot of auto parts are, are uh, sent by rail. Well, that, that causes the incoming problem, but just look at the outgoing problem. Where are they going to put all the cars that they were shipping? Yeah. How many cars are made in a week? And and that's rhetorical. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned getting the parts into the manufacturers. And that's not just automotive. You know, we've gone to a just-in-time supply chain. What does that mean? Just-in-time delivery means that it's delivered today and it's on the shelf tomorrow. It's just in time for when we're going to need it. And then the restocking is probably on a very... As need in a not a large stockpile, but a just-in-time resupply. Exactly. It, it as it comes in, it's being put on the shelves. I see. But we're also looking at getting the refined oil products and the chemicals out of the plants. You know, there are water treatment systems in various municipalities, and they only have about a week to ten days supply of the types of chemicals they use to process the water systems Mm -hmm. and a week to 10 days i mean what if if the strike goes on a week to 10 days these water municipality systems are going to have to shut down yes they may not have the chemicals that it would be required to treat the water but on the other end if you've got the company that makes the chemicals that treats the water if they continue to manufacture and they run out of storage space they can't manufacture anymore because they don't have any place to put it. It's not like you can put it on a pallet and stack it out in the yard. It has to go in a tank, and they wind up having to shut down because they can't create anymore. This is really bottlenecking a lot of situations. Yes, if there is a strike at all, it's certain that we'll see higher prices of goods. Now, we're already seeing inflation. We've been seeing, what, 8-point-something percent right now? Right. I think it's gone up from there. Increase that because we're going to have inflationary pricing as the supply chain shortages come along, and it's simple supply and demand. It's estimated that a month-long shutdown would cost our economy over $160 billion dollars because of manufacturing having to shut down and the 
complete disruption of delivery of mm-hmm. goods to manufacturers and out from manufacturers. And that relates to thousands upon thousands of jobs being lost. So if we weren't using the word recession before, which would kind of, I think, qualified for it, I would believe that we would definitely see a recession after that fact. I think we would see a deep recession, if not a depression. Yeah, and again, we don't want to scare you. We want to prepare you. So the question is, what can we do? Yeah, not, having this information is no good unless we have some action plan that we can take. And one of those is to plan ahead. Well, we're in the holiday season. We're pretty much, you know, on the cusp of the Thanksgiving holiday, which essentially... Um, Day after tomorrow is Black yeah, Friday. Right. So, I mean, you might as well say we're in the Christmas season. And a lot of folks are still putting off some Christmas shopping, looking for the good deals and the good sales and this and that and the other. Well, this railroad strike, and let me jump in here again, we really are hoping and praying this does not happen. Mm -hmm. We do not want to see this railroad strike. We just hope and pray that all interested parties will come to the table and that there will be some resolution. But if there's not, if they do go on strike, let's pray that it's a day or two and no more. Because... That's now going to begin to have direct effects on your grocery supply, your livestock supply, your automotive supply. Anything that's manufactured or freighted Mm -hmm. is going to have some kind of a dent in it. And to what degree? We really can't prophesy that. We don't. But what we do know is that we can do some Christmas shopping now. We can go ahead and do what Christmas shopping we can Especially if you're going to be looking for that one big hot item. You know, like a big expensive video game or a television or, you know, something like that. Yeah, there are things that go missing on the shelves. Every year we see that certain things are in great demand and they go missing. And people that have waited to the last minute don't get those. So if that particular item is special to your child, go ahead and do that. Now, actually, we've been saying this for a while. We've been saying for quite a while that we could experience some, and I emphasize could, not that we necessarily will, but that we could experience some possible supply chain issues or interruptions, and and that was even without a rail strike. Something else you want to keep in mind, and that's to beef up your food storage. You know, we're not expecting that you're not going to be able to get food, but you may not be able to get what you want at the time that you want it. Again, you may want to do a quick inventory of what you have in food storage and pay very close attention to what may be affected. Any of the corn, wheat, oat, soy, any of the grain, rice, you know, any of the grain-based food products that you may very much enjoy, you may want to uh, double or triple up. You may want to definitely consider some sort of water filtration system or water purification because if the rail strike goes 3, 4, 7, 10, 15 days, your city water, if you're on city water, you they may experience some plumbing shutdown. You've mm-hmm. got to be prepared for that too. Now, shopping early lets us buy some brands that we would normally buy 
which might not be available when we want to buy them. So I would go ahead, you know, we recommended folks buy their Christmas turkey uh, three weeks or so ahead if they had the freezer space. And the other thing here is that buying early lets us beat the inflation a bit because it keeps going up each month. So food that we bought three months ago costs less than what we're buying today. Yes, just, you know, keep your thumb on the pulse of this thing and pay attention to the news stories. Get your information from at least three or four different sources so that you can verify what's actually going on maybe in your particular area. And don't be frightened. Just have a head of preparedness and resolve in your heart that you're going to get in front of this and that it's not going to defeat you and that you're going to take some steps and some measures to pay attention to what's priority for you. Every family's different. Every person's different. In addition to that, I would say that those of you that are praying people, be praying that this strike does not come about. God's still in control. Absolutely. And so if praying people of this country get on our knees and implore the Lord to intervene in this strike, then we might see some results there. Folks, that's the only way that we're really going to see our country turn around and get out of the mess that we're in. Well, you know, because sometimes strikes happen. So we want to stay prepared. And we want to see you next time. And happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to Practical Prepping Podcast. If you would like to support us, you can buy us a cup of coffee or you can start your Amazon shopping from our links. Both are on the front of the website.